right, here we go, Snow Jobs Nation. We are back to bring you episode four of our dusting series. As always, I'm Steve, and I'm joined by my partner in crime, Jeremy. Jeremy, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good. Not too shabby out here. How about Got you? Got some more snow coming tomorrow? Yep, they're saying four to eight, so we're ready to rock. Let's do it. Unless you get a, unless you get a dry spell or dry oh, we spot. Might get a, yeah, the old dry <laughs> slot. Who knows? He's weatherman. I can't That's trust it. him. Can't trust him. That's it. All right, well, we're very happy to have Brandon Riley from LADC in Minnesota back with us tonight. He's going to bring us his des- his dustings episode, and he's going to be going over his top five picks for streamlining operations for his snow and ice company. All right, so hopefully this uh, you guys can find something from, from something that he's saying and, and make it work for you. Brandon, welcome back, brother. How you been? Uh, it's been busy. You know, we got a quite a bit of snow since the last time we talked, and you know, broke a lot of records and, <laughs> you know, winter, winter can end at this point. Yeah. I think the last time we talked, I think you were done then you wanted to be done. <laughs> so that was a while ago. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been crazy. A lot of these, you know, multi-day events are, I kind of miss the old way of, of getting a, a storm in a in 24 hour sprout or even a 12 hour spout. And it was awesome. Now it's like, four day event and maybe you'll get four to six but it's over four days and <laughs> yeah that's horrible mm-hmm. oh, yeah, exhausting it sucks. it's been a long winter yes yeah, it has I think for like some six, six months six months for us i think it's roughly we started what november yeah at least we did exactly my winter was two and a half weeks so not that bad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think i'd rather have it in two and a half weeks <laughs> oh. yeah, we crammed like 30 inches into like 16 days it was great uh all right Brandon, the floor is yours, brother. Take us away. Perfect. Well, in the top five, the first one that I decided to talk about was kind of your your favorite topic that you've been bringing up with all the um, businesses that you've been bringing in, paid weather service. There's kind of two ways to look at it. There is, there's national providers that kind of cover the whole country, the whole world, and you can buy services within those national um, vendors like DTN or True Weather, um, where they have a, a greater geographical area. But then there's also a smaller side to this where you can actually find your local weathermen that maybe they're not on Fox 9 anymore, or maybe they've moved on and maybe they're, you know, they're moving on to their own way of selling services, which is kind of becoming a popular thing. I know there's a couple here out by us in the Twin Cities that offer these um, specific locations. So, you know, if, if you, if you're in one town, it's kind of great to pay for that service and get a good time, time frame of when, you know, the snow's going to come. And I mean, crap, you can even pay for AccuWeather now. You can't even go past like four hours at a timeline on AccuWeather without paying for premium. So why, why would you pay for AccuWeather? <laughs> <laughs> I don't pay for AccuWeather, but I just noticed the other day when I was scrolling through trying to look at the timeline you know, they used to be able to look 24 hours at a time and see what they would say for your hourlies and yep. your weather and all that stuff. And now it gives you like four or six hours before it says you have to pay for premium to go past this time, this oh, point geez. in time. Yeah. Inaccurate weather. Inaccurate <laughs> weather. <laughs> all right. And so, I mean, we've been using paid weather service for quite a bit of time now, and it does seem to be worth the money. Um, like I said, there's two ways to look at it. You can go national, make cost a little bit more money, but sometimes you can find a local guy that's going to be, you know, dedicated to your your focus areas. He's going to nail down the models. You know, they'll still give you phone access a lot of times or text message or email where 
you can have an open communication with them um, about upcoming events and things like that. So it just is, um, it's been very helpful. How has your company been? How has your company been this year? Accurate? He's been accurate. Um, If you look at now these last couple ones, everyone would say, oh, no, he's not accurate. Well, the snow totals were accurate, but we had the melt from the pavement. So pavement totals aren't going to equal, but the amount that accumulated on the ground are spot on with what they're predicting. Um, Number two is on the software side of things. So whether you're going for an operations management, whether you're going for um, invoicing billing on the side of your business, you know, this has changed a lot over the years, whether you're going on the entry-level side of Jobber or um, Service Autopilot, LMN is more kind of when you're stepping up in that level and then you got Aspire as well. So you kind of have, there's different levels um, and these cooperate with both lawn and snow, just not snow specific, but there is companies that are snow specific like Yeti Snow um, that's out there that is going to give you the ability to not only give you your billing, your invoicing, um, reminders to clients, but then they also have an operations side where your employees can punch in, punch out. You can track them, um, work with your tracking software to match with your programming software so you can see everything from one main database. Mm -hmm. So it kind of works on all platforms, whether you're a large company or a small company. Um, I believe that starting it even at the smaller side is greatly beneficial to moving and progressing down the line. Like I said, you might start off with more of the subscription service, which is like your jobber, your service autopilot. And then, you know, let's say you make it to that point where, you know, I, I don't know the actual switching point of, of when you would jump to LMN or Aspire, but I'd say maybe 5 million a year um, or something like that. But these companies change their, it's no longer a subscription. It's more based on the company's revenue. Um, and they take a, I don't know how they figure out how much they're going to charge you, but it's basically a percentage based off of revenue and that you're bringing in. Hmm. Um, all are great softwares. They all work with a lot of different things. So even if you go down the line to equipment tracking, if you go down to site um, monitoring and things like that, they all tend to work with a lot of these different softwares. So you can, again, see everything in that one main database, that one main spot. And then, yeah. And as we learned from uh, from Rob Tebow there from Snowclear, you can track when your guys are at Tim Hortons instead of being on site. We well, learned that. <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> gotta have a break, man. You gotta have a break once in a while. Yeah, isn't what, the, Tim Hortons what a donut shop? Yeah, coffee shop? I think it's just think so, isn't just, it? Coffee. Yeah. Coffee, just the way he dunk. said it, though. No, no, you're not. You're at Tim Hortons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just cracked me up. <laughs> Um, the third one is a big topic, uh, I, I think, in a lot of different platforms, and that would be uh, cutting edges. Um, this is going to go for whether you're a small-time operation one in one, running one truck or if you're going to run 100 blades and 100 trucks. Carbide cutting edges, I think, are far worth the money. The investment into these, these edges will make your life in the snow removal side far faster, far greater. You're doing less things um, in the winter time because no one wants to be changing cutting edges in the middle of winter. Sure, you can prep in the beginning of winter, but then let's say, hey, you get 85 inches. That edge that maybe had enough to make it through a normal season is now being wore out and you got to change it out in the middle. Mm-hmm. There's kind of two different kinds of carbide edges. There's a carbide insert, um, which is on the more expensive side. And Normally they're based off of like a three quarter inch steel and they have about an inch insert of carbide. 
And these blades will last anywhere from three to five times longer than a normal cutting edge. Yes, they're going to cost more, but they have tend to, you know, they're, they're, they're worth the money down the road. There's another one, which I actually don't know the name of it, <clears throat> but they basically spray the front spray of your cutting edge with carbide or hardened steel or whatever it is that they spray out. They call it a carbide edge still, um, but they basically spray about an inch and a half onto a three quarter inch steel edge. And the abrasiveness that they're spraying onto it gives you kind of the same life expectancy of three to five times longer than a normal cutting edge. And they're cheaper. So if you want to save a couple bucks, they tend to be about a hundred bucks cheaper an edge, depending on what kind of edge you're buying. Now, where are you getting your edges from? Oh, sorry, Jeff. So obviously there's a couple different spots on where you can buy. Everyone's market's different. Everyone, you know, picks them up at different places. Uh, locally, we buy them. I, I tend to go for who's going to give me the bulk, the best bulk price. So I try to, you know, I, I reach out to everybody that I know that sells carbide edges and I say, hey, I'm looking for, obviously we run a, a lot of Arctic, so we go through a lot of Arctic edges. Um, so I say, hey, if I order a hundred, what's my price mm -hmm. and things like that and, and difference between, you know, HD and LD, but there's a lot of companies out there like winter equipment. Um, that's a huge company and advocate out there for carbide edges across the boards, whether you're talking pickup trucks. Um, I don't think they, they do it quite for sectionals yet, but they do have other blades on there as well. Um, and then the greatest thing you can do is find your local, your local steel shop or your local cutting edge shop. I, I, I mean, if you're in a snow state, there's, there's a company that's out there that's making them. Yep. Um, like I said, the biggest difference is, you know, the inserts tend to be quite a bit more than the speckled and they might last longer. Um, but a lot of times you can get a lot better deal on the, the sprayed on carbide edges. Which one do you prefer if I interrupt here, Brandon? I, I had some, I, I like them. I think I like the sprayed on ones better. They seem to last. I mean, I don't know if they, they last just about a, as long, I think as the inserts, but I had some issues with my inserts where they were rounding off and like chipping out. Have you had that issue at all? So I uh, haven't had that issue on the ones that we bought, but I did have that happen to my metal plus live edges, which have that, you know, that mm -hmm. insert carbide. Yeah. Yep. You would notice it would almost like chip away like a corner. So mine are like, yeah. It didn't make like, like a big difference. Off, so. Oh, really? So mine are like, you know, they, they chipped like a, like a triangle was actually missing from yeah. a corner. Um, but yeah. on the Arctics, we didn't notice the ones that we ran and have been running. Now I think we're on, uh, I first bought the inserts four year, four seasons ago mm -hmm. and they're still moving strong. And then we bulk purchased uh, a lot of the sprayed because I couldn't get yeah. inserts anywhere. I guess I'm for it. Three seasons ago. So they're still running strong and we're still in the process of actually getting rid of all the just original three quarter inch, you know, normal yeah. steel edges and things like you that. Just I mean, there's... Yeah, you guys just got to stop pushing so much. I haven't gone through any edges this year. <laughs> you know, we're, we're hey, doing just fine. I said three years old, four and three years old, so it adds up in time. <laughs> these 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 carbides last forever, though. They'll, they'll last forever. You know, so and then forever. there's a kind of a third option. Um, it doesn't really work, I don't think, for like an Arctic sectional or thing like that. But they call it a hybrid a hybrid carbide edge. So basically they're mixing the idea of a rubber edge and a carbide steel edge together to give you a squeegee, but yet give you the rubber to last longer by, 
the abrasiveness of the carbide not actually um, wearing down the actual rubber as fast. So it's kind of holding it level instead of, you know, if you were just put a normal rubber edge on a plow, it would just wear it down really fast. They're kind of popular on uh, like um, uh, like Western, like the wide out truck plows. They normally put them yep. on the ends and things like that, but they also make them full width and because, you know, certain places get a lot more slush than others and they prefer the rubber because it just, you know, squeegees it all away. I'm not a fan uh, of this, but it is an option that's out there in the market today. The fourth one is kind of controversial and dependent on your client's allowance to this. Um, it's area site cameras. So, you know, whether you're a big company or a small company, if you're, you know, if you're servicing your neighborhood behind you, maybe you don't need a, a site camera. But if you have uh, one, you're servicing two different towns and you live in the middle, you know, sometimes it's great to put these site cameras on site just because trucks are expensive, fuel's expensive, labor's expensive. So if you can save your guys one rest and two going out, you know, the weathermen are never right, as we've talked about a million different times. <laughs> no. But if you can just, you know, go on your app, check your camera and go, hey, I have no precip yet. You know, I was told, you know, everyone was saying it was going to be here by 0200. You wake up and it's not there and you pull up your camera and you go, oh, look it. It's nothing there. Well, then you also get the ability to screenshot, take pictures, take videos. Um, so you can build your timeline, your your uh, database of information if you're preparing for well, slip and falls or whatever you you know build your information on. Check the weather rock. I mean, There's kind of three options to go at. There's the high end, which is uh, a company called Frost Solutions. The cameras yeah, just are. Talk to them. They, yeah, they are. They're they're pretty awesome. So you I have don't them, Brandon? Wonder, what you have them, Brandon? Frost Solutions. I we were in the process, and I I'll be pulling the trigger here for next season. <clears throat> Ooh. So I first started looking at sight cameras probably five years ago because I was again trying to find a way that I didn't have to drive have guys drive around when there was nothing going on. You know, road cameras help on you know most states have like DOTs. MnDOT or five one one or you know North Dakota roads, South Dakota roads, and you can go through and you can see what psych you know what road cameras are out there. Downside is sometimes you know. They're not working where if you have your own private camera, you can see your specific site and you can use that as, you know, ways to help you throughout the winter. The frost one's pretty sweet um, because it's just not a camera. You know, this camera is picking up pavement temperatures. It's building you uh, a data of information that's giving you basically a timeline of, hey, you know, the pavement was basically above freezing until boom, this point. And stuff like that. So mm -hmm. in the <clears throat> logistics side and within, you know, again, building that huge portfolio of information to prevent a slip and fall or a case of which you were prepared as best you can, it's a pretty awesome camera. Now, they're, I believe, $3,000 for a camera, roughly. Now, that's, yeah. that's a one-time fee, I believe. There might be – no? I think – didn't you say it was a yearly fee? I, I think it's a year. Oh, yes. Uh, I, yeah, so yeah, I, we could be wrong, but I think we, we just yeah. spoke to her the other day and uh, the impressive, it's a very impressive system. I, yeah. I My only thing is for me, that price point's going to be a little high unless I can get somehow the, uh, the site to pick up some of it. It's just, yeah. You know, and we're so tight. Like, uh, we really don't need, you know, remote I, didn't think the, I thought the initial price was that. And then there was like a, you know, there's obviously a yearly cost service fee or something. Th we could know, be wrong, yeah. but I thought I thought yeah, she was saying it was like I thought she was saying it was like two grand a year or something. 
Like, okay. No, I think yeah, it's I just heard. two grand for the station. I don't think it's a two grand yearly fee, That's, but I think it is two grand for the station. I have to go back to my email. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to, we'll, we'll we'll get more information on that for everybody on. But it, it is it is it's a cool thing to look at. Um, I believe it definitely is. They started with a, a company that was called Verses um, back in the day, which was a, a software company for snow and ice management companies, and basically it incorporated everything that is independent now. So, you know, site photos and these camera solutions and basically you're invoicing, your billing, your GPS tracking. It was all in one service for snow and ice contractors and a little bit different than the other ones that I talked about above. I don't think it's, uh, they changed names or they got bought out um, at this point, but basically they would come out for about three to four months and they look at your operation and then they build the software based off of all the information they gather for four months. That sounds expensive. Um, and then as you built this program, you could build it to have the site cameras, to have the GPS on all your trucks and equipment and all your people and and all that stuff. So it, it really grew. Um, and I believe that's where these kind of site cameras, or at least they were using these site cameras um, before. And now they're their own thing. I could be wrong. They could just be very similar to what I remember looking at a few years ago. And then obviously there's the cheaper option, which is just your normal security cameras, Real Link, um, Arlo, anything that has basically a solar powered camera or a solar power plugin um, that you can hook up to a a light pole, hook up to a side of a building. Um, if they don't like technically the camera on the property, you can always put it on your equipment and say, well, it's on my equipment. You can't control what. I put on my equipment, you know, th this, the cameras aren't there to spy on people. They're not there to, no, I just, you know, I just don't understand why they, why, any would, why they would care. Right. It just makes yeah, you a yeah, better service provider. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's the property they can do what they want. But. So there's, there's ways around it. Um, I, we're currently using a bunch of real links. Um, I love them. They are fantastic cameras. They've actually, their newer ones have like a time-lapse feature. So I've been able to capture some of our blizzards throughout the, you know, 72-hour span. Every six seconds, it will take a photo. And I have a, a cool video of the entire storm from start to finish. Not that that's necessary, but it's just kind of a cool feature that the new ones have. Got to do it for the gram. Got to do it for the gram. Got to do it for the gram. The biggest downside is you need to make sure that your solar panels are in the right position. Oh, yeah. um, if they are not, the cameras will die, especially depending on how much you operate them. So with Frost, I believe you can have unlimited users. With Reolink and Arlo, I don't think that's the case. I mean, obviously you could give out your login, but a lot of times that either kicks one person out or um, just kind of makes things not really work properly. Yep. Um, and the more times you access the camera, the more it's being used, the more it's draining. So if, of course during the nights when you're normally checking it the most or early morning when the sun isn't up. So if you're doing that and six other people are doing that, that camera battery just drains really, really fast. And the minute you get it to a certain point when it's cold, it's just going to oh, yeah. drain it completely. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were, uh, we were looking for a cheaper option on the camera thing too. Have you ever heard of Vosker? V-O-S-K-E-R. It's like a security camera basically, but it's solar powered and it has a live stream function. So you can actually, like you're saying, you can access your camera at any time and pop it up live stream and see what's going on there. The problem I'm having, though, is the solar. It's it just uh, no matter where I put that panel in the cold, 
you go live stream, you got about seven seconds and it's dropping that, that battery, uh, like 65, 70%. So oh, it's, wow. uh, it, yeah, it's, I'm trying to figure it out, get a bigger panel for it or something, but the, the actual, the actual vision and the clarity on the camera is pretty good for, you know, 350 bucks. It's, it's really not a bad option for a cheap. Option. The, the real links used to be 275 and then you pay, you know, whatever that Verizon sure. fee is a month. Yeah, everybody and, gets you your know, like eight, nine bucks a month and you can shut it off obviously when you're not using it. And again, same feature. You can actually talk through it. If you wanted to, you can send sirens, you can access it, you can take the videos. And when like you pull it up on your phone, it gives you all of these options right there. Super simple. And <clears throat> it'll give you instantly the live feed. Yeah. And then below it, it will say, take a screenshot, take a video, take, uh, you know, whatever you need to do. And then, you know, normally the minute, if I take a screenshot, I just email it into our, our database of, of information just so it says, Hey, this was that particular site at 0200. And then I start checking road cams if I don't have any, you know, site cameras near those spots, but for 275, or they used to, well, when I started buying them, I think they were like 225. I was always getting them on special. Yeah. <laughs> buying them on Black, Gotta find the deal. Black yep. Monday on Amazon or whatever it was. Was always a great way to get them. And I think the last one we got was like 275. And I think it's a great camera for what it is. Yeah, that's around the I same just, price point. Yep. And then I just pay for a yearly subscription to their like cloud storage. So. I basically can have unlimited storage with the cameras, you know, while I'm running them. And let's say my memory card fills up in the camera, but all of a sudden I need to go back because, you know, slip and falls never come in the day of that they fall. It's normally either a month, maybe six years no. later, who knows, no. things like that. But a lot of times <laughs> you can actually go to their online cloud storage and I can go through to a specific date on that site. Now, granted, if every site doesn't have it, really not going to help you. But yep. if that particular site has it, you can normally go back, find that picture of that time or at least a close time of that from the app. And it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. The final one to talk about is kind of equipment trackers. And, you know, there's a lot of equipment options out there. And do I know which one is best? No, I just know who hounds me the most. <laughs> Sam Sarah is pretty awesome in terms of what they offer with their tracking. We've even looked into, you know, a lot of their Samsara. Oh. No, never heard of them. It's, I, I, I mean, it's a big trucking tracking. <laughs> you know, they they do it a lot for like semis, but they're moving into everything. And I mean, we started putting them inside like loaders and stuff because they have front facing cameras. And as an oh, operation really? side, if the machine is running, I can actually get visual through the front facing camera of real time. So if I have a question saying, that. you know, my operator's not on site due to the tracking in the loader, I can actually pull up the loader moving, the track, the, the video, all of that through Samsara. He's writing it down. He's writing it down. I am. I, I, I want to get a dash cam on these loaders and stuff like there that. There you go. Looking yeah. Just... That was my, I, I sat with a guy back and forth, uh, the sales rep back and forth for months over the summer. Cause we first put it in a bunch of lawn stuff. And then I was like, okay, now I want to move it from the lawn stuff to the snow stuff. And I go, now that we're starting snow, can we, can I get a couple test items out here to get these cameras up on these loaders? Cause I want to be able to pull this information and stuff like that. And he wasn't sure if it'd work at first and we got it to work on our nine Oh eights and hmm. 
Those collaborators. Pretty awesome. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's like a little, you know, visor well, let's, on the top let's, of this. Let's collaborate and we'll get a better deal. We'll get all of our fleet. <laughs> Works for me. And then obviously you have Verizon Connect. Um, they're another big tracking software. They they work, you know, if you have Verizon phones, they're going to give you the probably the best price around town just to match services between your phone yeah, and your tracking of your equipment and trucks. It might not be, you know, that important if you're a solo operation uh, to have tracking on your equipment, but I do think that it's easier to start it when you're smaller and build it as you go first trying to do it after you've already grown. And then all of a sudden you look at the bill of trying to track 50 machines or a hundred trucks or 20 trucks even. I mean, it's just, it's an added yeah. expense and this industry is already super expensive on everything else. Oh yeah. Overall of my top five things, that is probably the most important thing that you can add to your snow operation is a service called site photos. Heard this that. Website app on your phone is absolutely amazing. There's a form section in there where you can create specific forms for your specific needs. So whether you're a, a landscaper, whether you're a construction guy, whether you're a snow and ice management, you can build your form to be very specific to what you're looking for. You can also have it geofenced. You can add photos to it. So the whole idea is that when you when your operators finished with this, you know, like, let's say you, let's say Jeremy requires his operators to show up on site, do a before picture. And then when they leave, they have to do a finished picture. So he could go on to site photos, have them create a before picture report or snow, snowstorm report is what we call them, but do it before, you know, so he takes maybe a couple pictures of the main lot, the main parking lot, the sidewalks, and then there's an automatic weather feature, which tells you precipitation, uh, pavement, not pavement temperature, but like air temperature, wind speed, all of the, the dew point, everything. So it builds you a beautiful weather picture for your report. Um, and then let's say, okay, two hours later, this guy finishes, he does a finished report. When he clicks submit on the form, it automatically emails it to wherever Jeremy wants it to go. So if he is a client that's very needy and wants to know every aspect of what's going on in his snow and ice operation, that is going to kick it directly to that email that he sets up. Or Jeremy's building a catalog of information for slip and falls or just data for his information. It's going to go to his specific email. And it is just, I, I, I mean, we use it in every aspect of our company. I build forums on it just for fun sometimes, just to see how we can change things. Whether you're doing irrigation reports, whether you're doing a snow relocate report, or you're doing a snow blowing report. Yeah. Millions of different ways to, you know, differentiate the, the form, so it's not just specific or generic. You can make it as crazy as you want. But then the app also has this awesome ability to – you can create when you're doing your geofences on your maps, you can actually create site maps on there. So you can create, you know, where's your snow supposed to go? Where's your equipment get stored? Where does it get plugged in? Where do I store my salt storage if that's on your property? And you can create that all on the app. So then when your operator's on site and he has access to this app, he can actually open that app up. And he can click on site information and it's going to give him, you, like I said, you can be as specific as you want. So this particular site is a one inch trigger. It's going to give you your site map. It's going to say, Hey, we don't do the sidewalks or maybe, you know, whatever the, the craziness is that the site demands any specific things. Hey, snow can't go in this particular spot. You can put all of that information into the app. So when the operators are on site, they just can look at it and go. So let's say the normal guy's not there and, you just need a guy to fill in, but he's never been to that site before. This app is just 
I, I mean, ever since I found it, I, I'm, I'm so happy for it. It's literally the greatest thing I think that we've added to our side of the business. Yeah, that's Thank not the first time we've heard this either. Uh, I think what Mike from Outdoor Pride, when he was doing his yeah. dustings, I think he's, yep. he was a big proponent of site photos too. So that's yeah. uh, so site photos, you're welcome. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, I, I think Brandon might like it. I don't know. I can't really tell, but he might like it a little bit. Yeah, it's, he, he might have an affinity for it. I don't know. Well, <laughs> he's, he's very, he's, he's, he's he's very close to the vest. Yeah. <laughs> it's, made, it's made life a lot easier. And that, then, you know, that's the key. That is and, and it's just, you know, when you can look at things and you can actually make like, let's say you're looking at something specific and a, and a store manager needs to sign off or someone on the property needs to sign off. There's a spot for them to do that. Um, yeah, I great. actually created a slip and fall form. So if we ever are notified of a slip and fall, we can take, you know, the operator can go into the site, talk to whoever he needs to talk to. And there's a bunch of list of questions, you know, where the police called, what time was it? Where was it located? Were their pictures taken? Um, was it in a pooling watered spot? Was it there downspouts nearby? You know, trying to mitigate. Yeah. Or are you faking trying it? Trying to gather as much information as we can and then just mm-hmm. store it for whenever we're going to need it or if, you know, maybe nothing arises of it. But at least we have the information that we need. Perfect. I like it. All right. Brandon, that was perfect, buddy. Thank you very much. I think uh, I think you definitely nailed it. That's a lot for guys to think about. And I, I think every one of those is definitely uh, – definitely doable for most guys it's nothing yeah. uh, nothing too crazy there's, like i said there's definitely beginner options for most of it and there's there's always kind of a beginner and and, and as you progress there's a more advanced down the road sure mm-hmm. all right well we're gonna have to do it we're gonna have to do this again you're gonna have to come up with five more things for something else uh, that was uh that was good and we always love having you man it's a good time okay as long as it's actually spring next time we do this <laughs> yeah, yeah no. we'll, we'll, we'll do spring I, we'll let you get I back think, to your snuggie <laughs> i think what, he's gonna want to oh that's sweet oh mickey boy oh. all right boys you got anything else jay I don't think so. I think we're good till uh, tomorrow when it's going to yeah. snow. All right. Well, good luck with the snow. Brandon, thanks uh, again, buddy. And, uh, yeah, thanks for we'll having wrap me. wrap this one for now. So that's it for episode four of the Dustings, guys. You guys be safe out there and uh, keep pushing.